and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel, and we, we and I'm, I'm sorry, my name is Michael Raziel, and I have my man Mitchell Tennis here. There we go. Let's get this right. And we are going to be talking about the Wednesday 9:23 MLB DFS. Like we got a lot of pitchers on the hill. Uh, had some good calls from last last night's podcast. Had some that didn't work out as well as we hoped, but that's baseball, Susan. That is baseball. So we're going to jump right into it. We got a, some pitchers on the hill, man. We got Shane Beaver, Trevor Bauer, Lucas Giolito, Zach Granke, Tyler Glasnow, Kenta Maeda, who's actually been pretty good this year. Somehow Michael Waka is priced up to 9,200, so I think we can fade the hell out of him. We've got Max Fried on the hill, Zach Gallen. I mean, we got all the pitchers on the hill, so this one's going to be a lot of fun. We'll start with the Washington and Philadelphia game. Also, this is a huge slate. 14 gamer, they're taking all those 6 o'clock game and it looks like there's two six uh there's about six six o'clock games so if you can't get that obviously DraftKings does have a seven o'clock game that's uh slate that starts but obviously it's a lot smaller we'll start with the philly at washington game at 605 starting it looks like we got zach eflin on the hill and eric fetty on the hill uh zach eflin for the phillies eric fetty for washington um talk to me a little bit mitchell how are you feeling about these pitchers Yeah, I don't love either of them. Um, Eflin does have a 30% strikeout rate from either side. But this um, Washington lineup has pretty low strikeout numbers. Brock Holt, Jan Gomes are really, and then Eric Thames are the only really high guys as far as strikeout numbers go. But other than Soto and Trey Turner, there isn't a lot that scares me in this lineup. So Eflin, I probably won't play, but I don't mind if you do play him. And then the other side, Fetty struggles against right-handed hitters, 280 ISO, only 6% swinging strike. So I'd be looking at Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto, and D.D. Gregorius or Gene Segura here. I like it. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, if we can find those guys that can't strike anyone out, uh, better chance the ball gets put in play, better chance we make some money. That's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do. So let's move on to the Chicago White Sox and Cleveland Indians. As uh, right before we clicked record, if I'm not mistaken, you told me Jose Ramirez just went pop a slam and the game, um, putting the White Sucks. Only a half a game up on the, your Twins, your Minnesota Twins. So we'll see what happens there. But tomorrow's game, if you like pitching people, here we go. We got Shane Bieber on the hill, presumed AL Cy Young Award winner. And honestly, it's not even close. It's insane what this guy's been able to do in 60 games. And then we have Lucas Giolito on the other side of the hill. Um, I mean, it's Shane Bieber, of course. But up against this White Sox lineup, I mean, I know they're a good lineup. I know he's already played them a few times this year. Here, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's, I mean, I'm just going to go with the assumption that he's dominated them. Uh, one game against them, he's six innings, three earned, uh, eight Ks, of course. So still got about 20 DK points, but that's his literal worst start of the year, it looks like. So how are you looking at this Shane Bieber against the White Sox matchup? Yeah, uh, I actually like it. There's so much strikeout upside. Um, he's at 40% K rate from both sides. And then if you read off the White Sox K rates, 22, 30, 29, 22, 23, 31, 36, 29. 
I mean, there's just, I mean, obviously they can, they can smash a guy around. They got, I mean, as far as home runs and stuff like that, they're kind of like the twins last year. Mm-hmm. Strike out just a boatload and mash home runs. So, I mean, the upside is there at 10 2. It's really hard not to, not to take a shot at it. It's worth, yeah, you, you got it. I mean, again, AL Cy Young Award winner, and it's not even close. How do you feel about Giolito going up against this Cleveland hitting? Um, because Cleveland hitters, man, honestly, they, it's been pretty disappointing. For some reason, they're still highly priced. Um, but like, I mean, Jose Ramirez is solid, okay. So he's not a 971 OPS, but Lindor, 775 OPS, only eight dingers on the season. I mean, this Cleveland team has just kind of sucked offensively this year. Cesar Hernandez, for some reason, is 5K with an OPS of 735. Like, I, I don't really know what's going on. I think it's more name value than anything else. I mean, are you going to be playing a lot of Giolito against these Cleveland hitters? Yeah, Giolito is a pretty good, pretty good pick at 9,500. You look at Cleveland and Lindor, still above 20% K rate. Ramirez and Santana are really the only two hitters that they have that are below 20%. So there's also a lot of strike upside here. Safe to say I'm probably avoiding the hitters. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be doing too much um, really in, in either, either situation. Uh, again, not, not going to play too many of those white socks against Shane Bieber. You're kind of crazy. Um, moving on. We have Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks on the hill. We have Zach Gallen, who has been nothing short of fantastic this year, man. Like, it's nuts. He's had one bad start and one disappointing start. Everything else, two earned, one earned, zero earned, and he has one three earned game, which just came out. Six Ks. The dude's been nuts this year. Super unappreciated. Uh, And the only reason I'm waxing poetic on him is because I totally have him on my season-long team. Um, And then for the Texas Rangers, we have Wes Benjamin, who has played in six games this year. Hasn't made it past 4.2, 4.1 innings, so really not too much there. K upside is not really even there that much either. So talk to me a little bit about this game. Are we going to be stacking some of these Arizona hitters? Yeah, I do like Arizona hitters. Um, specifically the righties, as I believe Benjamin's a left-handed pitcher. So I'd be looking at Christian Walker, who's only 3300 That's a really solid price. Let me see if I can switch this. Uh, Kettle Marte just came off the DL, twenty nine hundred. Nice. So I mean, that's that's a fantastic. I mean, it's a great uh, salary save, salary saving spot. Nick Ahmed at thirty eight hundred. Um, yeah, it's hard not to hard not to like these Arizona hitters for sure. Yeah, super super cheap. And then too. Calhoun uh, has yeah. been raking. Yep. Yeah. As, as I think we talked about last night, dude had like six dingers in, you know, like seven games or something. It was something like ridiculous what he did over like a seven game stretch. But he, um, Cole Calhoun's even kind of cheap, right? Like at 4,500, like for whatever reason, they are not respecting this Arizona team again against some essentially no name pitcher. No offense, Mr. Uh, Mr. West Benjamin, but never trust a man with two first names, actually. So I take that back. Offense given. Um, so yeah, I think. Definitely gallons in play. Um, I'm sure you have those Texas numbers in front of you. Do you want to rattle off some of those strikeout numbers for the Texas Rangers bats? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, actually. Uh, 33, and then there's a 19, and then you go 46 and a half, 30, 43, 37 and a half, 38, and 41. 
that is absolutely horrendous. Literally, like three guys there are over forty percent, almost fifty percent of the time they walk up to the plate. So uh, I'm excited to see what Zach Gallen can do. Maybe get me in the money for my season long team. Um, let's move over to the New York Yankees and the Buffalo Blue Jays. The Yankees are finally healthy and they're winning a lot of games. They're mashing a lot of dingers and they're kind of back to being the Yankees. So Mitchell is really hoping his twins doesn't don't have to face them in the playoffs, which of course they will, and of course they'll get swept. But hey. It is what it is. Right. Let's, right. <laughs> let's uh we we got Robbie Ray on the hill and we have Tanaka on the hill. Um Tanaka solid year so far. No, I don't think anyone's angry at it. Uh Robbie Ray terrible and somehow Robbie Ray is more expensive than Tanaka. Um so okay, not as bad. He had a few really bad games to start out and then kind of bopped around a little bit. Couple here, couple there. Uh, last game out against the Phillies, four innings, five earned, six Ks. Not that great. Um, are we going to pick on Robbie Ray with one of these giant Yankee stacks? I'm assuming. Yeah, he's got a uh, given up a 331 ISO to right-handed hitters, and then man, we go over the Yankees righties, and you got Aaron Judge 474 ISO against lefties. Stanton, 400 ISO against lefties, and Luke Voigt, 450 ISO against left-handed pitching. Love so, it. I mean, those are pretty crazy numbers against yeah. lefties. So I, I will definitely be looking at some Yankee shares. Let's buy some of those Yankee shares. Um, I think we talked about Tanaka last week. Probably don't want to have Tanaka pick on these Blue Jays hitters. I mean, I think, again, if you need to save some salary, it's not the worst call. Um, his last time out against the Blue Jays, seven earned three K or three, seven innings, three earned five K. So really didn't do too much at 7,800. And that's pretty much where he's at right now as well uh, at 7,600. So, I mean, if you need to, I guess, but I don't know. I don't think we need to get down that low with, with all this pitching. Um, Going to have to save some salary if you're trying to get those Yankees bats, but as we already went over Arizona, there's definitely some opportunities there. So let's move on to the Milwaukee Brewers up against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we have Trevor Bauer on the hill. Everybody will be rooting for him except Mets fans because we want DeGrom to win the Cy Young. He came out and let up two earned runs in his last start. Granted, it was seven innings, 14 Ks, which is pretty nuts. Um, so we are rooting against Trevor Bauer. Uh, so if anyone wants to throw the Mets some good juju, we would appreciate that. But Trevor Bauer's on the hill. We also have Adrian Hauser on the hill, uh, who's not very good. Um, Cincinnati's been kind of hot recently. I think they've won 10 out of their last 13, which is pretty sweet. Their offense is starting to become a little bit closer to what we expected it to be. Uh, I'm assuming we're not going too many Milwaukee bats. First off, Milwaukee is terrible, and Trevor Bauer is really good, uh, so I don't think we need too much analysis there. But how about on the Cincinnati hitting side? Where are you looking to go with some of these bats up against Mr. Hauser? Yeah. I'm going to start with Bauer quick just because I had that pulled up. But Bowers might be my favorite pitcher on the slate just because he's below 10K. He's he's obviously got the strikeout numbers. And then Milwaukee's only got two hitters that have a K rate below 20%. So he's probably my favorite pitcher that I'm going to take anyways. Not saying don't take Bieber, but he's just Mm – Probably going to be my Bieber fade. 
Nice. Well, I'm rooting against you pretty hard tonight, or tonight, Mitchell. So just want you to know that I love you as a person <laughs> and as a co-host, but I'm uh, crossing my fingers that it does not work out for you at all. Uh, moving on to this Houston-Seattle game. We have Zach Granke up on the hill, and we have Nick. Cincinnati. Cincinnati stack. Oh. Did we not go over that? We didn't do Cincinnati. Yeah, because I, because I flipped it. Because I had Bowers oh. numbers in front of me. Oh, I'm sorry. You got me That's all. That's why. Oh, damn. All right. All right. We'll go over Cincinnati stack. The people need to hear the information. I'm not a, I'm not happy with you, but the people need to hear the information. Oh. <laughs> uh, I like Hauser's a little bit worse against lefties. So there I'd like uh, Moustakis, Winker, and you could go Salary Saver, Brian Goodwin. Hmm. For three thousand, swipe you so a bag what, yeah. Brian Goodwin. Oh my God, good for him, man. That's impressive. All right, that's enough on Cincinnati. I'm already angry. Let's go to the Houston Seattle game, uh, where we have Zach Granke. <laughs> did I say we have Zach Granke on the hill and Nick Marjavikis? It's kind of a cool last name. Not a very good pitcher, but a cool last name to say the least. His last couple games out, ten earned total in less than ten innings against. The San Francisco Giants. So, um, Zach Granke going up in Seattle, pitcher friendly park. Zach Granke's been solid, nothing crazy this year. Uh, strikeout last uh, last few games nine three six nine six. And we know Seattle strikes out a lot. Uh, Zach Granke ninety four hundred. So compared to Bieber, compared to I mean Giolito is only a hundred dollars more. So it's probably where I would lean. But how do you feel about Zach Granke up against this Seattle offense? Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Granky. He's actually pretty severe reverse split. He's do, does really well against left-handed hitting. It's 34% K rate, and the Mariners may start only two left-handed bats. So I'm probably not looking at Granky when I can get, like you said, Giolito for a hundred more and Bauer for four hundred more. Yeah. Yeah, in that case, just just take the, and then, the more sure pitching. And then, yeah, talk to me. Yeah, flip over to the Houston side. I like some of their some of their bats. Um, they're coming out eventually, and I'm not going to miss it. Springer's been getting there. I like Springer. He's got a 300 ISO against left-handed pitching. And Bregman's got 250 ISO and a 450 Woba against left-handed pitching. And then Gurriel's... Uh, 321 ISO, 400 Woba against left-handed pitching. So still going to try to try to keep them Houston Houston bats rolling. I mean, Burial's down to 2,800. It's so Jesus hard not Christ. to. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just baiting you. Um, yeah, he might be it's hard not than, to. He might be hitting better. Gurriel might be hitting better than most of those dudes in this lineup. It is awesome to see the Astros just completely suck this year. I think they're still going to make the playoffs, but, I mean, everybody's I'm being like – it's it's awesome, man. I, I'm 100% for it. I love it that they're doing terribly. Um, still got a bunch more games. As we said, it's a very big slate that we're going over tonight. So get ready, people. We still have way more games to talk about. So we have Pittsburgh and Chicago. We have Kyle Hendricks on the hill for Pittsburgh, who he threw a no-hitter, right? Or he did something impressive recently. He was, I don't know. Maybe? No, it definitely wasn't a no-hitter. But he did something really good. Yeah, it was time. against the Twins. Was it? Okay, last time out. Yeah, 10 Ks, no earned. All right. Yeah, that's the Twins line. Eight innings, 10, yeah. Not Eight a innings, bad 10 game. Uh, we have 
Trevor Williams on the hill for the Pirates, and he's terrible. So that's, I think, enough analysis there. Are we going to be playing any of these Chicago bats? I know we spoke about it last night, and we speak about it a lot. Honestly, the Chicago bats are kind of like the Houston bats. Like None of them have woken up yet. I mean, as of recording right now, I literally just got the notification Chicago is going to the playoffs, so good for them. But, I mean, Ian Happ was their one good hitter, and now he hasn't done shit, it feels like, in, I don't know, years. Uh, He has won five hits over his last maybe like 10 games, so... Not so great there. Uh, Wilson Contreras, 739 OPI. Like nobody on this Cubs team is doing anything, but somehow they made it to the playoffs. Kind of crazy. Yeah. The only thing I'd have is Hap. He's got a 328 ice on 400 ball bug against righties. That's about it. Uh, are you going to play any Kyle Hendricks Other than that, against, the, probably... against the Pirates? Maybe be a little contrarian, be a little weird. Kyle Hendricks. I don't. I don't hate him at his price with this big slate. He's mm-hmm. priced a little bit lower. He's been as high as 9,900. So I don't hate it. I'm probably not going to look for it. Just the Pirates lineup doesn't they're not going to hurt you with the home run. It's They're just in Hendricks, I believe. I guess he's given up eight home runs. But yeah, remember just, Josh Bell? Remember, the Pirates remember Josh Bell a couple years uh, ago? Josh Bell yeah. had 30 home runs in the first <laughs> half. And since then, I think he's hit a total of 20 in like the next 100 and whatever game. So shout out Josh Bell for not being able to do anything. So let's move on to the Miami Marlins and the Atlanta Braves. Also during this recording of the podcast, I got notification that the Braves are going to the playoffs. So good for them, I guess. Um, on the hill, we have Max Freed, who has been fantastic. The Braves just keep finding pitching, man. Like it is nuts what they're able to do. Max Freed. Not as much K upside, but the dude is a good pitcher overall. Doesn't go super deep into games, but hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. And Max Reed has a one nine six, so he's doing something. Uh, we then have Sixto Sanchez. You want to talk about K upside? This is the guy to do it. Last game out, he was dreadful, but before that, dude's been pretty good. He's put up ten Ks once, um, you know, above five, and pretty much all of his starts. No, actually, I take that back. Not quite, but good pitcher. Good pitcher, nonetheless. Um, two seven five ERA for Sixto Sanchez. Um, I don't think we're playing too much Sixto against this Braves lineup. Um, maybe the the one thing I will say that's always weird about baseball is when a team clinches the playoffs. It's one of those dumbass unwritten rules where they just sit all their starters the next day, uh, especially in September when they have bigger rosters. So now this year is going to be a little different because there's way bigger playoffs and it's not just because you make the playoffs doesn't really mean anything because there's sixteen teams. So I don't know. That might just be something to look at. Check out the Braves lineup once uh, you know before they before they go out because uh, they did just clinch, of course. But I don't think we're going to quite see what we have in the past in that case. Um, what do you got on this Miami um, and uh, Braves game? Yeah, I'm freed. I'm not gonna. I'm probably just not going to get to him with all the pitchers around him and the big K upside. So I'm probably not going to get to freed. And then six though, I don't hate at twenty seven hundred. I'll, or 7,700. <laughs> but at 7,700, like you said, watch the Braves lineup. But even regardless, the Braves, Freddie Freeman and Nick Marcakis are the only two Braves bats with the strikeout rate below 20%. And a lot of them are 25 or higher. So the strikeout upside is there. But check check the Braves lineup as well in case they run out something weird. 
Yeah, the same thing with the Indians. That might be a really smash spot for Giolito as well, and same thing for the Cubs as well. I mean, we're not playing Trevor Richards, Trevor Williams, don't worry. But just looking at the standings here, because it's always very wonky with all this new setup. Um, Mitchell, we are going to live in a world where the Miami Marlins uh, make it to the playoffs as not like a super (laughs) long shot either. Like they would have been in like a legitimate running for the wild card. Um, So that's, that's a 60 game. uh, That's a 60 game season. Uh, for you that is that is some weird ass baseball this year uh let us move on we have tampa bay still playing the mets the mets are winning right now but it doesn't matter because as i said the marlins are going to be the team most likely taking that number two spot we have tyler glass now 9300 um had some really good games like last one five inning one earned 10 k's uh and he's also had some really bad games dude walks a ridiculous amount of people especially the beginning of the year i don't know what the hell he was doing but his stuff is electric. We all know that. Watch Pitching Ninja. He always has some good shit on him. And then we have Michael Waka on the other side for the Mets. What a useless, useless signing. He's been terrible. Man, uh, on the, one of the, the last one of these shows, I'm just going to just start screaming about the Mets. And I hope you're excited for it, Mitchell, because I promise you it's coming. Um, you've been on the Mets a little bit recently. Uh, they didn't really do too much for you a couple nights ago. You, you were kind of cool with them playing against Snell. Snell gave up a few runs, surprisingly. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But talk to me a little bit about this Mets-Rays game and if you're playing anybody on this side. Yeah, I can't believe Walker's price at 9,200, first of all. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's been terrible against right-handed pitching, 364 ISO against or right-handed hitting i should say and if we look i don't even know how to pronounce it but a rosarena is does well against right-handed pitching and then i like nate the laos again against righties even <laughs> even though walk is much better against righties the Lows are do well against right-handed pitching, so I won't I won't hate them again. But as far as Glass now, I just don't like to attack the Mets lefties with right-handed pitchers. So I don't know that I'll I will get to him at 9300. But I don't love the Mets exactly either. So mm-hmm. yeah, game is kind of a scratch off for me scratching it off and anybody out there listening please tweet at me michael raziel one tweet at mitchell mitchell t-h-o-e-n-n one and just explain to us how the lows the lows just just give us a phonetic understanding of how the hell we're supposed to say that <laughs> names because we clearly do not understand obviously we could look it up but it's way more fun to engage you guys so tweet at us let us know what we're doing wrong and how wrong we are doing. So we appreciate everybody there. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have Boston and Baltimore on the hill. We have Nate Valdi, who's not great. And we also have Dean Kremer. Never heard of this guy, but he's got a solid ERA of 169. He's got three starts, two against the Yankees, but it might have been the fake Yankees, and then one against Tampa Bay. Six seven seven for strikeouts when at least five innings in all of them. Shout out Dean. Um, I don't know if I'm going to invest too much money in him, but this Red Sox team is terrible. How do you look at this pitching matchup in this game? Yeah, he's really good against righties. He's got a 37.5% strikeout rate. ISO is pretty low at 140. 
So we scroll down to Boston hitters. I mean, 26%, 26%, 23%, 23%, 45.7%, 36.5%, and 28% strikeout there rates. Yeah. The only two that aren't above 20% is Bogarts and Alex Verdugo. So the strikeout rate is definitely up there. And Boston really only has Verdugo and um, Devers as, you know, lefties with potential to do some damage. So it's actually not a bad spot for 6,700 if you want to, if you want to pay down for some pitching. I like that. And Hey, maybe the Alex Verdugo for Mookie Betts trade will work out one day. You never know. The Dodgers are only like a hundred games up in a 60 game season, but you never know. You never know, man. Maybe it's going to work out one day. Um, are we going to pick on, are we, I guess, yeah, we might as well. Are we going to, are we going to play any of these Baltimore bats considering Nate Valdi's not very good? Baltimore bats are pretty cheap too. They're, they're considering Santander is on the IL and, uh, Iglesias is day to day. Doesn't look like he's going to even play. Man, that dude has been raking this year too. Um, their highest price hitter is thirty seven hundred. So you can get some cheap, cheap bats over here if you need them. Yeah, I do. I really like either way here due to pricing. Evaldi's seven K allows you to save some salary, but at the same time, these are, like you said, these Baltimore bats allow you to do so much as far as your lineup build with how cheap they are. And Eovaldi isn't a great pitcher, but he does have some strikeout upside, 25% from both sides of the plate. And without Santander and um, who is Iglesias, their strikeout, yeah, their strikeout rates are massive. 22, mm. 21, 25, 30%, 31, 34. Hanser Alberto at 12 and a half is the only one. And then 22 and 50% to round it off. So 50, Jesus Christ. I like, I like both here a little bit. Um, I think it could really go either way. I just like the pricing of the pitcher and the, the, the potential stack. Interesting. I like that. That is very interesting. I think Nate Evaldi's pretty bad. So, uh, you know, he had a one incredible moment where he pitched seven no-hit uh, no innings or uh, scoreless innings in that one uh, playoff game, which was kind of cool. But other than that, dude hasn't been very good his whole career. So, I mean, you say abysmal. It's funny. You read those Baltimore numbers off. Let's, I mean, if, if you didn't, you want to go back and listen, uh, listen to those Rangers strikeouts number again, everybody, because those are insane. That was just, it's mind boggling how bad that team is. It's ridiculous, but we will move on. His, oh, I'm sorry. We will not. His seven inning game was against Baltimore. Just saying. Hey. For what it's worth. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, we will move on. All right, now on. we move on. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Mitchell. Allow, allow me to. My bad. Uh, you're perfect. We have the Detroit Tigers. We have rookie, hopefully sensation, or will be one day sensation, Casey Mize on the hill. He hasn't really been that good this year. Um, not even really that much in K potential either. It's a little disappointing. We also have Kenta Maeda on the hill. Kenta Maeda, man, he has been fantastic. Not sure why the Dodgers are really trying to get rid of him. I think it had something to do with salary, but the dude's been good this year. Um yeah, I mean, he's had a lot of high strikeout games. We got 8, 7, 8, 8, 7, 12 in his last few games. I mean, the dude's been 
pretty damn good and you usually don't see him he's actually been usually he is higher priced than this but because of the slate that we the slate that we have today he's actually one of the lower owned or one of the lower priced guys how do you feel about kenta maeda going up against this detroit lineup yeah as far as pitching goes i'm probably gonna have two guys around this mid 9k 9k the higher 8k range and use that Arizona lineup or possibly that Baltimore lineup to to spend down in some spots because Maida, 38% strikeout rate to right-handed hitters, 22% swinging strike rate to right-handed hitters. And this Detroit lineup is just absolutely – I mean, we got four guy, – five guys above 30%, and three of them are – close to 40 percent strikeout right so well everybody else i, I really like kenta maeda well everybody else is hammering shane bieber which we will do as too don't worry we're not going to not play shane bieber but there's going to be some spots right, where right. you won't and this is definitely one of those spots where you can save a couple hundred bucks pay down in salary in a couple other places and we're going to get to the dodgers in a little bit as we said the yankee stack's going to be expensive too so uh doesn't hurt there. How about some of these Minnesota bats going up against Casey Mize? He hasn't been too great this year, unfortunately. Um, how do you feel about maybe picking on him a little bit with some of these bats? Yeah, I like, I like some of our left-handed hitters here. He struggles a little bit more specifically against lefties. Uh, 280 ISO, 400 Woba, and Kepler, Rosario, are the main are the two main guys that I'd look for. We'll see. Watch if Cruz plays. You could use him as a potential stack. Otherwise, I really like JD, Josh Donaldson. He's been um, – if I pull up his numbers here, I know he's got a pretty good streak of uh, points scored. 10, 16, 3, 14 in his last few games. So not too bad. Not so yeah, bad. that's where I'd look. Kind of Kepler, Kepler, Donaldson, Rosario. Watch if Cruz plays. I'm really not sure. It doesn't sound like we don't care about seating, is what they say. So it wouldn't surprise me if we just wait for him to be healthy. So we'll see. That's what they say. I'm just saying. I, I think. Yeah, I think so I think I'm not fans. saying I'm. I don't feel that way. <laughs> I feel that way for you, man. How's that sound? Uh, I think it's you, you should care about seating. That's very important here. Um, moving on, we have St. Louis and Kansas City. We have Carlos Martinez, the, the corpse of the ghost of Carlos Martinez with almost a nine ERA is up on the hill for the Cardinals. And we have Danny Duffy. Uh, shout out Danny Duffy. Feels like that dude's been around forever on the hill for the Royals as well. Neither of these pitchers are good. Neither of these um teams are good really are are you trying to do anything with this game yeah the only thing that i would look at would be possibly a cheaper royal stack i think Mm -hmm. against martinez giving up four home runs in just 15 innings obviously like you said he's been terrible um Trying to Royals prices are pretty favorable other than Salvador. I'd look for more of their spend down like lowered price options, mm-hmm. such as Hunter Dozier, uh, Michael Franco, and then one of their cheaper priced outfielders, like you got Alex Gordon at twenty two hundred, uh, I think Edward Olivares at twenty three hundred, 
Bubba Starling at 2200 so there's definitely some potential to save some salary with that stack if you want to pick on Carlos Martinez. Yes, Olivares, there is a reason this dude is only 2300 Um Zero <laughs> points in like five straight games. So, uh, hey, you win some, you lose some, but again, we're picking on Carlos Martinez more than anything. I think that is the important part. So yeah. Yeah. let us move on to the AL West winning Oakland Athletics. How cool is that? Shout out to the A's. They won the West for the first time in a few years now because the Astros have been cheating their way to championships. And we also have the Dodgers, um, NL West winning Dodgers. I'm pretty sure they have that one wrapped up and they have for a while. We have Julio Urias on the hill for the Dodgers. We have Sean Manaya on the hill for the A's. Manaya hasn't really been that great this year. Urias has been a little bit better, uh, but the dude never pitches long into games. I want to look right here. One, two, three, four games this year, actually. All right. Surprise, surprise that he's made it at least into the sixth inning. Um, his K upside, not as much as we were hoping when he was a prospect for the last like six years. Talk to me a little bit about this game. I think this is going to be a game where we're going to stack some of these bats a little bit more than anything, correct? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really tough for Dodgers hitters for me if I'm going to go 9K, 9K at pitcher. I mean, you got Bellinger in 59, Betts 63, uh, Turner, at least day to day, but it's 5,000. And then Muncie, 53. It's tough, but the Angels, or the Angels, the Dodgers can go, they can just pop, you know, they're the Dodgers. They got up and down the order is solid, very good. Um, I'm not definitely not picking Manaya, but I just I think the bats are a little bit expensive for me. So I'm not looking there, but they can always they can always do what the Dodgers, you know. Exactly. And then the Dodgers, as we've been saying essentially this entire year, the Dodgers are kind of, you know, play them. Right. If if you're playing a bunch of lineups, make sure you have some lineups for the Dodgers in them because they have had the yeah. best offense in the world for the last like five years, it feels like. Um, and it looks even better now that the Astros hitters are terrible since they haven't been able to bang on trash cans. So I think that part's pretty important. How about how about the other side of the the matchup, Urias versus those Oakland hitters? Yeah, Urias, he just doesn't he's only got one game above uh twenty DK points. He just he's you know pretty mediocre as far as numbers go and just not something I'm gonna chase Oakland. Um also has potential up and down their order. They've been obviously won the AOS, so they got they got some power there and I'm just not probably gonna look for Urias at eight thousand. No, I don't. I don't think. And so. then, I think that's worth as, I won't chase. I don't think the Oakland hitters really either. So, They're still kind of expensive too. Not, Tommy Lestella, yeah, fifty-three. Lestella, fifty-three. That makes me laugh every time. Um, obviously, they lost Matt Chapman for the year, which just sucks. Um, but you still have Matt Olson, who's oh no, Matt Olson is bad this year. One ninety six, fourteen dingers though. Shout out Matt yeah. Olson. Here we go, three true outcomes, <laughs> baby. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, so yeah, these these Oakland bats are still pretty expensive. Um, so maybe maybe not. Again, I agree with you. Urias isn't quite the best pitcher, but I mean, I don't know. 
I feel like that Dodgers bullpen is good enough that I still wouldn't want to play there. So on to the last game. As we said, people, is a big, big slate. We have 14 games, so we hope you get those. Um, what am I looking for? Lineups. Hope you get those lineups. I'm tired, man. I'm sorry about that. We're hoping we get those lineups in in time. Uh, starts at 6, but there is a 7 o'clock slate as well, so you can always make sure to pay attention to that. For the Giants, we have Logan Webb on the hill, and for the Colorado Rockies, we have Ryan Castellani. That is a good Italian boy right there. If I have never heard of one, um, neither of these pitchers are very good. Uh, so talk to me a little bit. Are we are we going to be trying stacking this game? It's in San Francisco. It would be more fun if it was in Colorado, but still could be a little fun place to to hang out. Yeah, I'll start with um, San Francisco hitters. Castellani has a three sixty five ISO to left handed hitters. Um, I'll be looking at that. Unfortunately, the two probably best left-handed hitters for San Francisco are currently day-to-day in Yastrzemski and Alex Dickerson. So it's something to watch. But I do like their lefties. Um, Dickerson, 4,300, uh, 250 ISO. And then Belt at 3,700 has a, a 300 ISO against right-handed pitching. So I don't hate that. Um, and then Crawford, his price is a little bit too high at 44, but there's another guy, but you'll have to watch to see how that lineup shakes out with them day-to-day players. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, anything on the Colorado side? Yeah. Webby doesn't give up a ton of dingers. He just kind of, you know, walks runners, lets them on base, strings it together. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado has, without Arenado, their pricing is very cheap. Other than Story at 5500 they do not have a guy above 4K. Just and Blackman, Black. sorry. Yeah, Blackman and Story, yep. everything, everyone else. He's at 49 He's even yeah. at a good price, 49 Still so yeah, this Rocky stack is a nice spot to s- save money again. So to get, you know, two of them, ninety nine thousand ish pitchers in there. Got to do what we got to do. Oh, David Dahl's been terrible this year. How about Daniel Murphy, Washington legend? Nope, he sucked this year too. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully we helped. Hopefully Mitchell and I were able to go over some of these games for you. Check out some of this stuff. Again, it's a giant slate, so enjoy the heck of this out of this on your way to work, maybe at lunchtime, maybe on your way back home because you'll have a little bit of time. But make sure to follow us at Win Daily Sports uh, on Twitter and Win Daily on Instagram. Make sure to follow uh, or go to windailysports.com backslash chat. You get seven days free on our expert Discord chat where you can ask all these questions to the people that you want, all the people that are much, much smarter than, than myself. Um, Mitchell is in there. Brian is in there. Adam is in there. Ghost is in there. John Thompson's in there. Everybody's in there and they're there to help. And I'm there too. You can ask me questions. Uh, I'll probably just end up referring to them anyway, but I kid, I kid. Um, pretty sure you can find us all in there. So make sure to go there and you can win some money. And it's also NFL as well. So you get everything. You don't just get baseball. You get PGA, you get NFL, you get NBA, you get NHL. Uh, it's, it's an absolute blast. And Mitchell, before we go, where can everybody find you on the internet? Yeah, at Mitchell101 on Twitter, T-H-O-E-N-N-1. And then on Instagram, Mitchell Tennis, T-H-O-E-N-N-E-S. 
And then in the Discord, Bomb Carlo fifteen. Lastly, I want to say we did pretty good on time. For I think so. Forty 14. minutes for a fourteen game slate. I think that's pretty slamming. We went through literally every single game, and we only crossed off like two. So there's a lot of stuff we can play. Big slates are fun. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to get different. Uh, you can find me at Michael Brazil One. As I said, find us at Wind Daily Sports. And um, I know this is a podcast only, but I just want everyone to know that Mitchell is starting to grow a pretty sweet mullet. So I'm very excited to see how that <laughs> puppy turns out in the next couple of weeks. But for Mitchell, for everybody here at the Wind Daily Sports family, for myself, we all hope you make it a very profitable night. <laughs>